Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we com continue in the footsteps of our forefather Abraham with the parasha Vayera. And at the end of the parasha, one of the most perplexing things of the whole Torah uh, is, uh, comes to us, in which it says that it was after these words that God tested Abraham, he said to him, Abraham, and he replied, I am here. God said, please take your son, your only son, the only one, the one whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah. Take him up there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will indicate to you. So then it goes uh, explaining the whole experience, how Abraham woke up early to, to do God's command. And he took Abraham and he took his two other two young lads, which is talking about Eliezer and Ishmael, and he, and he leaves them part way. And then he takes uh, Isaac to uh, Mount Moriah, which is where the two temples stood and we are waiting for the third temple to come and he binds them here there and he's willing to sacrifice his son until an angel comes to Abraham and he says don't hurt him don't hurt him uh, don't touch him and then he takes a ram and and sacrifice the ram instead so this is very per perplexing we know till now that Abraham has been tested nine times this is the tenth test of his life and every test that Hashem has sent him throughout his life, he has passed with flying colors. And the question would be why Hashem would ask someone like Abraham, someone that completely devoted his life to him and to doing God's will, why would Hashem ask Abraham to do the ultimate sacrifice, which was to sacrifice this beloved son that was at that time 37 years old and Abraham was 137 years old, it took him a hundred years to have him and he was the only one. Why would Hashem ask something like this from him? So the founder of Hasidim, uh, Rabbi Shneur Salman of Yadi, otherwise known as the Alter Rebbe, relates a story of the Maggid of Mesrich, which was known as Rabbi Dov Bear. He was actually the disciple of uh, the Baal Shem Tov. And it was very difficult to be accepted by the Maggid of Mesrich as a, as a disciple. So those who didn't marry to be his student wanted so much to be close to him that they were uh, willing to serve him and serve his students in any way they could. They would bring water, they would clean the place, they would bring them food, they would uh, turn on the ovens to heat the room when it was winter time, and they did many, many other things and they were known as the oven, oven stalkers. And the Alter Rebbe once overheard a conversation between three of these oven stalkers in which they were discussing what was so special of Abraham and about the test of the Akeda and the binding of Isaac. And the first one of them said, asked if God revealed himself to me and, and commanded me to sacrifice my son, I would not obey, I would obey. And then he said, maybe I wouldn't do it right away. I would take my time, I wouldn't do it so fast. Abraham's greatness came because he uh, woke up early the next day and, and to go and fulfill Hashem's uh, commandment. Then the second one said, if God asked me to sacrifice my son, I wouldn't delay but I would do it with a heavy heart. 
And then he says, because Abraham's greatness was that he did it with a heart full of joy. And then the third man, the third day Oven Stalker says, I too would carry God's will with joy. I think Abraham's uniqueness lies in his reaction upon finding out that it was all a test. When the angel said, don't touch him and do nothing to him, Abraham was overjoyed. But the biggest joy came from him, from knowing that the angel was commanding him also to do something else for Hashem, which was to restrain himself from uh, actually sacrificing his son. So Rabbi Shneur Salman, when he heard these uh, three men saying this, he said, do you think this, this was a mere talk? Each of these three oven stalkers, which you, you would think are simple people, was describing the degree of self-sacrifice that they themselves had attained in their lifetime, in their service to God. So the question raised by almost all the commentators of the Torah is the same. And what is that sets apart the Akedah from the countless other uh, instances of human uh, martyrdom and self-sacrifice? So as we know, as Jewish people, we have been put to the test Many, many times we were put to the test when, um, when Hanukkah, the story of Hanukkah, and we see how Hannah, this woman Hannah, had seven sons, and they had to bow to the king of Greece, and they refused, and each one of them was martyred, and they preferred to be killed than to, to bow down to something they didn't believe in. We also hear stories of the times of the Inquisition where Jews, countless Jews, gave their lives and their families' lives not to bow down to the cross. So this uh, binding of Isaac represents the ultimate in the Jewish uh, self-sacrifice self and devotion to Hashem. And it's not something new that we've seen through, through the ages. This is something that has happened through the ages in which countless people have decided to be martyrs instead of uh, not fulfilling Hashem's will. Even though, even more, they sometimes do it in moments where they are not obliged to do it. And um, every morning we recount the Akedah in our prayers. And after we recount it, we remember, we go verse by verse reading it. Then we say, Master of the universe, just as Abraham, our father, suppressed his compassion for his only son to do your will with a whole heart, so may your compassion suppress your wrath against us and may your mercy prevail over your attributes of strict justice. So what it's saying is that just as Abraham was able to go against his nature to do your will, please Hashem also go against your nature to also suppress judgment against us. And on Rosh Hashanah, when the world trembles in judgment, before God we evoke the binding of Isaac, we remind, we're remembered by this by, by sounding the shofar, the ram's horn. As if to say, if we have no other merit uh, to be forgiven, to give us a good year, please remember Abraham's deed. So Abraham's deed really is huge. It's something that uh, we remember every day, we remember every Rosh Hashanah. It's something that's part of the Jewish uh, makeup, psyche. And in reality, Jewish people are not meant to be martyrs. We're meant to live. 
And this is what also the Akedah is showing us when, when uh, Abraham is ready to sacrifice his son, the angel comes to tell him not to touch him. Why? Because Hashem wants to tell the Jewish people, this is not what Hashem wants from you really. He wants you to live. He wants you to, to be a Jew and to live in this world and fulfill the purpose for which you were created. So throughout the millennia, Jews have uh, shown tremendous Mesirat Nefesh, as I said before, self-sacrifice. And, uh, and this is something that is not new. And Abarbanel, which is one of the commentators of the Torah that lived in the 1400s, writes a commentary. It is in the binding of Isaac that it, it is forever on our lips and our prayers, for in, in it lies the entire strength of Israel and their merit before their Heavenly Father. So this 10th test of Abraham is humongous. And to understand it a little better, what it means is that all of the other nine tests went with Abraham's nature. Abraham was complete kindness. He would do everything for Hashem. Hesed, kindness, love and kindness. This test was completely the opposite. He had to restrict himself. He had to be um, bounded. He had to be um, focused. He had to constrain himself from his love to be able to fulfill this test. And he really went against his nature and against everything he believed in. He, he went against everything. Hashem had promised him that he would have a, a whole uh, family with Isaac. He, he would be very numerous. Everything that God had told him on top of it was not going to be uh, true. So he went completely against his beliefs and against what, uh, what Hashem had shown him till now. So why did he do it? Because he, Hashem asked him to do it. So the greatness of Abraham is that he was a chariot of God. He was really like an extension of God in this world in which he did Hashem's will, even if it went against his will. It, this is not what he would have done. This is not what he th believed in. This is not what he thought was right. But God came directly to him to ask him to do it. Then he was willing to do it. So Abraham opened a new path for the Jewish people, for the generations to come, in which he opened a way for us, for, for Mesirat Nefesh, to be able to self-sacrifice ourselves. But what was the self-sacrifice that Abraham was able to do? Was that he sacrificed the self. That's what he sacrificed. He sacrificed his, what he thought, what he liked, his nature. He sacrificed all that part of him to be willing and able to fulfill Hashem's will. That's what he did. And he opened that path for every Jew. So we are created in a very funny way. Each one of us has a different nature. Some people like this, some people like that. Some people are more kind, some people are more strict. Some people are more compassionate. Whatever is your makeup, really it's a makeup that God gave you. But life usually puts you in a place where you have to really go against it. And sometimes a very kind person has to deal with very complicated people. And they have to learn how to juggle it. And sometimes stand firm and sometimes be more strict and sometimes be less giving. Because... This is what your path is. Or if you're a very strict person, Hashem puts you in a place where you have to exercise more love and more compassion and more kindness. And He puts you in that uh, situation time after time after time after time so you can 
uh, transcend your nature. And this is what Abraham was able to do. And this is huge. So it's like if a person needs to cross a jungle and it's impossible to cross because it, it's a jungle, there's no roads. And then one person decides one day, you know what, I really need to get to the other side. I'm going to build a road in this jungle. So he, get, he goes and he builds the, the road. One day there's a road that transverses from one place to the next. The next people that are going to go through, for them it's much is easier. Maybe it's a jungle, maybe there's certain dangers in that jungle. But at the end of the day, the person that worked to create that path made it easier for us. So because of him, we know now we can transcend our nature. And he gave us the essence of Jewishness, which this is what it is. We, Hashem gave us 613 mitzvot, which sometimes we don't understand. And sometimes they go against our beliefs. Sometimes we say, this is ridiculous. This is okay. It should have... 200 years ago, I can understand that people don't ride cars on Shabbat. But today, how can it be that people can't ride a car on Shabbat and they have to walk to shul if it's 10 degree weather and it's snowing and they're freezing? I don't get it. I don't get it. So this is what Abraham did. He was able to open that road for us in which we can today, 200 years later, say, okay, God doesn't want us to go in a car. Shabbat, we walk. That's how it is. And that's what we do. Why? Because this is what Hashem wants. And this is what Abraham gave the Jewish people. He gave them that ability to be able to transcend their nature, to transcend their ego, to transcend their self. So um, he gave us the essence of Jewishness and, and that at our core lies not the self, but one's commitment to our creator. And that's what's important. So I want to wish you a beautiful week, a happy week, a healthy week, and... Live a little higher. Thank you.